Welcome to Happy Talks with Dr. Alice and Donovan. Dr. Alice Fong is a holistic naturopathic doctor and founder of Amour de Soi Wellness. And Donovan Jensen is a software engineer and founder of HowToHappy.com. Together, they're out to cause more happiness in the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happy Talks. My name is Dr. Alice, and this is my awesome co-host, Donovan. And today, we are talking about an existential crisis. Yes, an interesting topic. And I, I'd have to rack my brain to, to think about if I've been there or not. But uh, Donovan, uh, have you been there? And if so, what was it like? Yeah, so definitely have experienced something that I would call that. Um, but let me first, just to make sure we're on the same page yeah. as far as like definitions go, I'll give you sure. sort of my idea of what that entails. Yeah. And then maybe we could go from there. But okay. to me, it's basically like an existential crisis, basically like a, a point in life where you have sort of come apart from or detached from maybe like a sense of purpose, mm. right? Where you are like doing some certain set of actions or have a, a certain lifestyle and just for whatever reason it's not feeling like fulfilling or meaningful anymore it's not like and and it, and it could be piecemeal right it doesn't it doesn't mean like necessarily oh your entire life it could be it could be as big as, as your entire life but it could also be your job right you could be like okay i'm in this line of work working for this place and this place i don't know makes x widget and i hate x widget now it's not doing anything for the world it's a piece of junk and i hate it you know like so to me it's it's sort of a, a term that encapsulates any time that that sort of your uh feeling or sense of purpose mm -hmm. detaches from parts of of your life around you or your entire life so i'd be curious how that if that lands in the realm of like what you were thinking or if it differs um, I was thinking of, maybe I was thinking of like a mental breakdown as, as mm. <laughs> but actually the way you describe it makes a lot of sense. And I've heard it in that context before. And I'm like, oh, maybe I have been through that. <laughs> maybe I'm going through that right now <laughs> in a way. That's, that's what I initially thought, because for me in my life history, I actually, figured out what I wanted to do when I was 17. So I had like a path and a progression of getting through my undergrad, getting through med school, starting a business. So it was like, like all laid out. So, but I think it, if, if, if I've been through this and I'm not, I'm not going to say yes, I have, or no, I haven't, I'm kind of in that gray area. Then I, I guess maybe it might be like right now, because I've been a doctor for 10 years. And sometimes I just don't feel like it <laughs> to be honest. It's like, or I just don't feel like being a business owner. Sometimes it's a lot of work and I'm tired and I've been hustling for a decade and it's, it's exhausting. And maybe that's physician burnout. Um, and I'm like focusing on like building a family and other things. So I haven't really been very motivated or as engaged in my business lately. And that's obviously caused my business to suffer a bit. So I don't know. That's the, those are my initial thoughts of wondering if I've been there or not. Yeah. So I think for me, that would make sense in terms of, especially the way that you've explained it, like everything's been sort of laid out for you. You had sort yeah. of a plan because right. 
typically if you have some sort of goal or target you're trying mm-hmm. to hit, then you don't fill this problem, right? Like you're working right. towards that and that locks you into a sense of purpose and like fulfillment. Right. Um, and I think it would be probably most common when, like what you said, either mm-hmm. you've been doing the thing that was your goal for a while and a new goal hasn't necessarily presented itself or you haven't found a way to like mm-hmm. move towards that target. Like you feel right. stalled or it just doesn't like, sometimes you just do something for a while and it just doesn't bring the same kind of satisfaction that it used to. Mm-hmm. Or I think it's uh, pretty common if like you achieve something that you mm-hmm. had set out to do. Right. And if you don't have, or you don't have to use this system, but the way that I like typically have resolved this for myself with a bunch of effort is like, if you don't have your core values that you can draw on to pull out more goals Mm-hmm. or other things to do that like keep you tethered in that's when you start to sort of like detach and you know I, I existential crisis is probably like the most extreme version of the mm-hmm. of the experience right. but um you know there's like softer versions of it where you experience any of those things that I mentioned like finishing a goal or not really making progress towards something and then like don't have a crisis, but just kind of like ruminate it and uh, yeah. and start picking a new path. Right. But I, uh, yeah. So anyway, to, to add on to what you said, it wouldn't be surprising to me if you're feeling sort of some of this experience, whether or not it's a full-blown crisis. Yeah. Maybe it's an existential non-crisis, non-emergent <laughs> crisis. <laughs> existential yeah. contemplation period. Yes, I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's not like, well, tell tell me a little more about your experience and let's see how that compares to my experience. Oh. Yeah, mine's a mine's a whole I have existential <laughs> Yours was a dread crisis. and ruminations. Well, I I have them quite often. It's oh. it's a very common okay. thing in my life. Uh-huh. Um because it's both a blessing and a curse where I feel very like capable. So I feel like if I set my mind to something, I will probably be able to make some progress on it and do okay. So that's, that's really useful. That's awesome. Like Mm -hmm. helpful. However, attached along with that is like, oh no, there's all these different potential goals or things that I could do. So which of these paths is the one that I should actually select because I can't Mm -hmm. do everything. I can only do one specific thing. So for me, the problem has often come in not necessarily tethering to a specific goal, mm-hmm. but which goal to pick, right? Like yeah. I, I can typically find like, oh, like here's 25 things that could potentially like add some sort of connection or mm-hmm. purpose. And I don't know which one to pick. Now, usually that only becomes a problem for me when I have achieved something else, you know? So the most recent thing is like, been working in software for a while. I wanted to learn how to code. I think I've learned how to code. And now it's like, okay, well, where do I want to take that? Right. Like I can continue working at this job and try to push to be like, keep increasing my talent in that field, but that's not what I originally got into it for. Right. Um, I could split off and try to do my own thing, but there's a lot more risk there. Mm. And, or I could go to like some other company and try to broaden my experience. And like, Mm. so that's, kind of again it's not a full-blown crisis at the moment but 
that's that's sort of been a very common pattern for me where it's just like I hit a crossroads where I've achieved whatever I wanted to in uh in the relative short term mm-hmm. and then have to figure out what the next stepping stone yeah. is mm-hmm. it's like uh where do I go from here now that I've got to this milestone what's what's next mm-hmm and I also have a terrible track record of like, okay, here's the thing I want to do. And then I do it. And then I'm like, I don't think I like that. Like, I don't <laughs> think this is what I wanted. Yeah. So, um, you know, my, my projection of like, oh, this is the goal I want to achieve mm-hmm. versus like, now I've achieved this goal. Oh, maybe I want to go on a different path. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's very, oh, a lot of instances of that for me. It's not been quite as clear as like, I'm going to become a doctor and start my own practice and that's uh a long series of steps Mm -hmm. right yeah i guess with like it's really laid out for you what steps you do you do this class you do this class you pass this test you pass this test and then it's like the next round of tests and exams and then the next things of like okay now you have to practice on real people kind of a thing so there's a gradual buildup and yeah, it, it doesn't occur to me how, how different that can be for a lot of other people. And what I think my husband can really relate to, and I actually, I think he's been going through this experience himself because like, I think he's, he's been at his job for two years and he's starting to get really frustrated and not into it. And just, it's a real drag he's like trying to find out what's next but it's kind of like not quite clear yet so it's at this this crossroads that's kind of I guess the energy it seems like frustrating (laughs) is what um I think a lot of people experience but do you feel like you've experienced other other emotions with that for me it's yeah it mostly comes in the form of frustration or just like Apathy is not the right word. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite sure what the what the word that I want is, but sometimes it's like it's kind of like this, like giving up, sort of feeling like helplessness a little bit, oh. I guess maybe. Mm-hmm. And and it's not, it's it's really weird the way that it's paired, at least in my experience, because it's like helplessness in terms of I like. I don't know if I can figure this out. And as long as I don't figure this out, I have to do this other thing that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's where most of the tension has come for me is when it's like, I've gotten to the point of like, okay, I'm doing this for my job or I'm, I have this relationship or right. like whatever else is going on. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, this is for sure not what I want, but I don't have a new target to like right. start sure. moving towards. Mm-hmm. So that that's where most of the negative emotion has sat for me. And mm-hmm. I'm going back to what I said before, a lot of times I, I see so many potential paths that I have ended up in that place for a lot longer than I would like to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the book, um, What Color Is Your Parachute? I don't think so. Well, you might have mentioned it to me Maybe before. Maybe I mentioned but, uh, it. I might yeah. have mentioned it, but uh, that was uh, my husband had worked with a career coach as he was kind of like going through his own crisis in a way, trying to figure out like, there's so many paths. It's like, what if I start on this path It's and it's the wrong one? And then I backtrack and it's like, you know, I think like the, the coaches we worked with or the coach that he worked with was saying, it's like, well, that's how you find out. It's like, 
yeah, it might not be the right path, but you have to go down it a little bit. I mean, you don't have to like fully submerge yourself completely, but you know, you can dip your toe in to see if it's like maybe something you would want to do for a long-term thing. Um, and if you choose the wrong path, well, then you just learn something about what you don't want to do. So then you can narrow down the other options on your, on your list. Um, and I think that book kind of helps give you like exercises to do to help narrow that down and figure out what color your parachute is that you want, I guess. I didn't read it, so I can't really speak to it, but I heard good, good things about it. Yes. Well, that resonates in terms of the kinds of things that I found useful and effective in the past, mm-hmm. which is um, narrowing down options, like figuring out some way to start mm-hmm. filtering through things. Yeah. And then another piece that's really important is to, at some point, just pick something and start doing it. Right. And on that note, what's been critical is really walking out of black and white thinking mm-hmm. and thinking about ways to sort of test the waters that aren't like all in because what uh, I, I see this in other people all the time and I've been guilty of it as well where it's like oh I don't really like this job mm-hmm. uh so I guess my options are just like keep working here forever until I die mm-hmm. or just like quit and live on the streets like <laughs> right. Not so you know like yeah there's there's almost always a uh, some sort of middle path or some sort of way right. that you can sort of like ease yourself towards the goal. And then, like you were saying, you, you can find out that if like you've done the first five steps of switching careers or whatever else, yeah. you don't like it. You just, you just mm-hmm. pick one of the other options that sounded interesting to you. Um, yeah. Th- that's what I found is one of the best ways to sort of move through it is to just start like mm-hmm. taking action like, on doing something, something yeah. to like experiment. And I, I don't remember if it was, uh, the career coach that we had on as a guest, or if I heard it from somewhere else. Um, but she was saying like, you know, yeah, don't, I think it must've been Lindsay, our career coach. <laughs> I feel like it might've been her. So I want to give her credit, but like, I think she was sharing about someone who, who like, yeah, don't quit your job yet. <laughs> like be like, I don't know what the next step is, but like, while that person had a job and was like interested in maybe like social work or working with vets or something like that this this is like I don't know if I'm accurately recalling the memory but like working with vets instead of like quitting your job and just going straight to work with vets to see if you like it she was still maintaining her job but like volunteering at a vet center on her days off or found time to volunteer so she can kind of like dip her toe in to see if it's something she wants to transition to or not and I think that's that's a good idea. It's because it's like, yes, you do have to put food on the table. That is important. And there's ways to, to not necessarily dive all in. And maybe sometimes that is the appropriate thing to do is to dive fully in um, to know if it's going to work or not. But you also need to figure out a plan to maybe that means waiting tables or uber driving or while you realize your dream because you your dream might not produce the thing like that you need to survive right away your passion so it's like okay well you could pursue that passion maybe that will be more fulfilling maybe that will be more purposeful but at the same time you also have to think about like okay how am I going to um finance my life though for like the basics yeah, I think we've talked about this 
before, but probably a long time ago. But yeah. I feel like the more concrete you can get on sort of your switching plan, mm-hmm. the easier it becomes because when it's sort of this nebulous idea, then it's much harder to see like what your options actually are. You just kind of have like these cloudy ideas of like, right. oh, this would be awesome. And I hate this. And then like, yeah. I have enough lived experience now that to know that a lot of the times the things that it's like, oh, this would be awesome. You get into it and you start doing it more regularly. And it's like, this is not as awesome as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> right. Um, so the earlier and faster that you can start to start exploring and, and filling out some of the, these different lifestyles will like the, the better off you'll be in terms of being able to make a, a more concrete plan. Cause like, mm-hmm. you don't like your current job and you start into something else and then you don't like that. Like mm-hmm. you still can just do a third option, but you have to actually like take, start moving to, to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And something I want to add to that point of like, if you start something new and you're like, I don't like this, or maybe you like parts of it and you don't like others. I think you have to like realize that it's so, so rare for any individual to like a hundred percent like their job or love their job a hundred percent of the time. It's like, like being in a relationship, like, you know, I'm in a happy relationship. Am I happy in the relationship a hundred percent of the time? No, <laughs> I'd say not. And I don't think that's realistic. I'd say like the majority of the time, 80 to 90%, which I think is a pretty good good stick. But I think, you know, if you apply that to a job or career, it's like, okay, I love this job, but there's like this, I have to like clean my desk or do something stupid as part of it. And if that's going to be like, oh, well then I don't want to do this job because there's this 10% of the stuff that I don't like. I guess you have to weigh, it's like, how much don't you like it? And is that enough to deter you from like continuing exploring this path? Or it's like, maybe figure out your percentage. Maybe it has to be 60%, more than 50% or 70% or 80%. I don't know. You got to figure that out for yourself. Yeah. Adding on to that, I feel like sometimes you don't even have to change what's going on, right? Like sometimes you get your sense of purpose unhooked from what you're doing not because it's no longer meaningful to you, but you're no longer telling yourself sort of like the right stories. You're not like hooked in, in the right way anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think it's the same conversation. We must've talked about this some more recently, but like where a lot of people didn't change jobs, like they just stayed the same job and started thinking about it differently. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, we've been focused on work a lot, but I, I know similar types of mindset shifts can help people with like relationship stuff too like Mm -hmm. I know there's a number of people who have just been like looking at their relationship in a way that was not conducive to feeling like purpose in it um regardless of what the actual details were so Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not it's not necessarily about like okay here's all these different options and I'm gonna find exactly the one that just like speaks to me so deeply I mean, maybe, maybe that's awesome if it is, but it could also be that, um, you know, most people don't get to where they are completely by chance. Right. So if you can sort of anchor in some of the reasons you ended up at whatever position you're in Mm -hmm. and try to remember them, 
and it's totally possible that things have changed and they're not the same anymore and you need to move on to something different, but it's worth sort of doing the reflection to figure out if uh, there is some sort of like existential joy you can get from continuing to do the same thing with a new frame <laughs> mm-hmm. or if you really need to move on towards something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any other tips or or thoughts about how to address an existential crisis? This one is more of a, I don't even know how to put it, but one thing that can kind of unhook people pretty quickly, it's it's mm-hmm. fairly common at a generic level is to just like not be engaged in any communities, right? Like not mm-hmm. feel a part of anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, I guess it's, it's sort of the opposite way, which is a lot of people find a lot of purpose being in a community. So if you're detached from sort of everything or you don't feel like you're hooked into anything, um, that's like a really big place to start looking is to see how you can sort of connect with people and, and build a community in something that you have some interest in, or mm-hmm. even if you, even if just curiosity about, yeah. um, that can be one way to start resolving things because people tend to draw a lot of meaning out of their relationships. And it also tends to open up a lot of goals in terms of like, Oh, have you thought about this? Maybe you should try this. Oh, do you want to come do this with us types mm-hmm. of things? Um, so that's one place that you can look that, that uh, generally is useful. Now it's not going to work for every person for every situation. Yeah. Sometimes people just feel really disconnected, mm-hmm. but other things are, um, like journaling or just like sort of like reflective practices, right? Or practices that help you refine out your values or, you know, if you've already done stuff like that, things that can help you um, re-attune to them, right? Like mm-hmm. if you already have some some of those exercises or goals or visions or whatever else, like just to revisit them and see um, what pieces land still and which pieces don't. And then another thing is to, even if it's not going to be your change, so like, let's say you don't like your career, even if you're not going to change careers, finding something to get engaged in, right? It's like back to that sort of activity piece. Even if it's not like, oh, I know for sure I want to start, I don't know, teaching jujitsu or something like, like just going to take some classes or doing something that's, um, out of the ordinary because another thing that can lead to this is sort of too much routine right if with mm-hmm. with not enough novelty you can end up in a place where it's just like oh man it, like what is the point of this it, like what what am i doing so it depends on where people are but those are all things to at least like try or think about mm, yeah those are all really good points i did want to touch on the community piece that you talked about and add on to it that yeah I agree it's so important and I think that's important to kind of like pay attention to because sometimes that makes the job more enriching if you're part of a team or part of like a shared goal and that makes the job more lively so if you're like bouncing from job to job being like this sucks this sucks everyone sucks (laughs) it's like then yeah that kind of mindset is probably not like even if you get the most perfect job, if you're like really disconnected from the people that are working there or you're really standoffish, which I'm, you know, nothing wrong with that. If that's, if you're really introverted or I get it, but at the same time, it's like, 
yeah, if you can start to build some connections, it might enhance your experience at that job for sure. And that can really make the difference. And that also might require taking some personal development training or courses in communication and connection and things like that. So if you don't feel developed in those skills, maybe that's something to pursue. And maybe that alone could help build more community and connection and more fulfillment potentially. Yeah. I mean, it's so common. It's so common to hear people like stay in jobs that they don't like the work, but they do like the people. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the reason it's so important to be able to like anchor into some sort of purpose and find something is because it it gives you a way to move past or through the unpleasant things that typically come with whatever it is, a relationship, a job, whatever else. Right. And do them in a way that doesn't feel helpless, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you are unhooked from, from any of these senses of meaning or community or anything, then that's where it turns into like, oh my God, I have to like clean this toilet again. I hate my wife. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, totally. All right. Well, I think we covered this topic pretty well. Was there any final thoughts that you had before we wrap up? Um, I don't think so. I think like the main highlights are just sort of, you know, if you can find a way to take some action or stay Mm -hmm. engaged, that's one really strong way to sort of beat this back but there is also value or space for really taking a step back and just like evaluating things at a high level because sometimes the path that you've been on just changes out from under you in some way either you've been walking on it too long and it's the wrong one or like some major negative event happens and it Mm -hmm. shakes up everything um but if you just keep like digging away at it it might not be easy but you find something to start rebuilding totally good good advice definitely all right well thank you everyone for tuning in this week we appreciate you and if you appreciate us be sure to like comment subscribe and share about your existential crisis if you've had one or what you've done to to combat it so um yeah and that'll help us spread happiness in the world so we will see you next time Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Happy Talks with Dr. Allison Donovan. We hope you got something of value to help bring a little more happiness into your life. What lesson or takeaway did you get from today's episode? For more tips and tools, be sure to check out my website at dralicefong.com and you can find me on my social media handles at dralicefong. You can find me at howtohappy.com and follow me on my social media handles at howtohappy. Catch Catch you next time. time.